Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac live in the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for home to fit both your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, uh, before we know it, week 10 in the NFL will be here. Early tomorrow morning. That's only one of the games I'm going to talk to my next guest about. Bunch of things we got to get in for Week 10 in the National Football League. He covers the league and the Cardinals for GoPhoenix.com. That's G-O-P-H-N-X.com. And he hosts the Hall of Fame show on Sirius XM's NFL Radio. Mr. Howard Balzer jumps in with us. Howard, how you doing? Jody, I'm doing great. Gosh, did you say it was Week 10 already? Boy, boy. <laughs> I was, I'm I'm kind of shocked at that. It seems like just yesterday. And what what how Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away? Is that true? Am I right on the on the you, calendar here? Man, it seems like the season just started yesterday, doesn't it? Although you sound surprised, you are exactly correct on all fronts. <laughs> the season is moving right along, and we've still got one undefeated team. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. They already had their bye, so game nine on Week Ten Monday night against the Commanders, a team they've already beaten, but will be doing their business against a different quarterback, no former Eagle Carson Wentz at the helm, Taylor Heineke instead, and he's won a couple of games, let one slip out of his grasp last week, but uh, you know I'm a Philly guy, do a Philly show, and uh, the people in Philly are starting to get perturbed because people aren't giving the Eagles their props for being the only undefeated team in football. Are they that good? Are they worthy of 8-0 in your mind of what you've seen? Well, they're worthy because, oh yeah, I mean, they've beaten everybody they have to beat. And I don't know what, I don't know what fans expect for people to say if they're supposed to anoint them and call them the greatest team that ever walked the earth and say they're <laughs> going to go 17-0 and in the regular season or whatever. But, I mean, most everywhere I see, they're, you know, their team is number one in the, in the you, know, the, you know, maybe some have Buffalo, but not the way they've played recently. Yeah, you know, they're right there at the top of the league in terms of power rankings. As if that any, as if any of that, all that stuff means anything. But they're they're a very good football team, and they've they've got it going. You know, it started last year really at the end of the season when they reeled off the you know a, a bunch of wins after a difficult start. So this is a good team. 
Does that mean that all of a sudden people say, okay, they're going to the Super Bowl, that's it, don't even play the playoff games? Well, of course that's not going to be the case. And you still, you know, once the season's over, you gotta you got to continue it. But like I said, there's a good team. They've had good health, uh, which is always a big factor in the NFL, and especially in the offensive line where they've had incredible continuity. And so, like I said, good team, Jody, and that that's, you know, that's the story. And, and we'll, you know, we'll see, you know, I think the commanders will probably give them a, you know, a little bit of a run Monday. They're, they're a pretty good team, but you know, this is a league of close games and that's essentially what separates teams is winning close games. And if you can do that, then do that consistently, then you're going to have a good record. All right, you mentioned that the Eagles have been healthy, and they have. Uh, they've had a couple injuries here or there, but less than a whole bunch of other teams in the National Football League. And they were one of those minimalist squads in preseason. Didn't play their start at one series and done one game, sit out other complete games. They emphasized staying healthy for the season over actually getting prepared. And now that you're right, no, you, no one questions how prepared you were for the season I'm going to potentially jinx this here. What happens if the Eagles rip off seven more in a row and we get to week 16 and they're 15 and 0 and they've got two weeks to play and they've already clinched everything? How do you think the organization will handle it? They've, they've got a chance to make history. No team has certainly ever gone 17 and 0 or 20 and 0 if you want to add in playoffs and Super Bowl wins. Will they make that a factor, or will they do what they've done all year, which is prioritize health over everything else for the big picture? It's a great question because the one thing about it is that you don't you don't want to take your foot off the pedal, the gas pedal, if you when you have everything clinched, and and especially if they have first seeds. Well, obviously, if they're going to be undefeated, they're going to have the first seed clinched. Uh, you would think by that point, and you also know you have a week off, so. You don't want guys getting rusty either. And so, but that doesn't mean to me, that doesn't mean you play everybody the entire game, just go undefeated. Yes, you can make history, but you also, you know, don't want to get any key injuries at that point. So it'll be very interesting to see if in fact that happens, how they play it, because we've seen other, other cases, not even with an undefeated situation, but we, you know, where a team will come in and, and even if they're playing everybody for the most part, you're just not playing with, with the same urgency as, as teams that are just trying to get into the postseason. It's just, it's just reality. And so, you, like I said, you don't want to get too rusty. So that, that'll be a, a tremendous balancing act for them to figure out how to play it, you know, coming down those last, you know, last couple of weeks of the season. If in fact, I mean, heck, even if they're not undefeated, they're 14 and one or whatever. I mean, you know, you have, you have to look. Now we don't know what Minnesota will do the rest of the year. We don't know what Dallas and the Giants will do the rest of the year. So, uh, But if you do have things clinched, then I think you do have to play it smart uh, coming, down this, coming down those last couple of weeks. No, that now has no chance to happen now that I brought it up with you and we've gone ahead and jinxed the Eagles being that good. <laughs> we'll, we'll say we got eight weeks to get there. Um, let's talk about the best team in the AFC or the team that has been the best in the AFC up until last week, and that's the Buffalo Bills who got picked off by the Jets. Their quarterback went from day to day to hour to hour. The coach called him yesterday, which I'd never heard anyone say that about a football player three days before game day. So uh, kudos to the, the coach in Buffalo for really uh, narrowing in the focus on how important Josh Allen is. Again, what, what is the priority? Is making sure Josh Allen doesn't further hurt the uh, elbow issues he's got? Is it the fact that, yeah, we lost, we now have to get back in our winning ways? 
How does all that decision-making go for Buffalo in against Minnesota tomorrow? No uh, slouch, only one loss, Vikings coming to town. How do you think Buffalo plays Allen's injury? Yeah, it's, a, it's a great question because there's, there was, I know there was reports that he was going to play on Sunday. So I don't know if the hour-to-hour changed to minute-to-minute, whatever it might be. But I, 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 do, I do think you have to be smart. And, uh, but they're also in a position now, especially with the way that division's going, that it's not automatic that they'll win the division uh, when you have the Dolphins and the Jets uh, right on your heels. And so you, you've got to win games. But you don't want to jeopardize more games by playing a guy. And that, that's truly what it comes down to. But – you know, if they believe that he can play and not risk further injury. I mean, you're always risking an injury every time you step on the field in the National Football League. But if just playing, you know, could lead to more injury, then I think you have to be smart with it and, and know that the key is, like you said, have, having your, your best player basically be available for the stretch games and then be available for the postseason because all of a sudden this something would happen and he would aggravate it just by throwing the football or whatever it might be, then you miss more games, and then you're in danger, like I said, not winning the division. You know, who knows about the playoffs? I mean, right now, there's nine teams in the AFC, Jody, uh, that have winning records, and only seven can make the playoffs. The three wild cards, obviously, in addition to the division winners. And the AFC has all four teams have winning records right now. So you've you've got to play these games to win. You have to be smart. But you also have to realize that there's there's not a whole lot of difference between you know a certain number of these teams and where what it's going to mean once you enter that postseason. Howard, big game tomorrow, or at least it looked like it was going to be a big game before the season started, with the Cowboys going into Lambeau to take on the Packers. Um, you've got uh, Aaron Rodgers playing against his former head coach. This should be one of those marquee games, but the Packers are on the outside looking into the playoffs, certainly in their division. Um, have the pack Has the bottom just fallen out on Green Bay, or is there still room for them to drop even further? Well, yeah, there is room to drop even further, obviously, if they keep losing. And, and the way they're constructed right now with some of the injuries they've had on defense, on offense, the receiver, the receiving core is just really hasn't grown that much throughout the season. Aaron Jones, the running back's been banged up. They have issues on the offensive line, and all that has led to obviously, you know, a very subpar season at this point. So they've, they've got to start winning games just to get back into the discussion. And when you're three and six, I mean, that means at some point, at just the way the record is now, that means you've got to win three in a row at some point just to get back to 500. And if you lose again, all of a sudden it's four. And that's that's a bunch of games when there's not that many really left on the schedule. So we'll, we'll see if the bottom drops out even further. But I don't, I don't know, Jody, if it can go any lower than it did when they lost to the Lions. I mean, that was just hard to fathom. Not, not, not only that they lost, but that they, with, with the issues that Detroit has on defense, that they still weren't able to put together a consistent representative, representative NFL offense. But that's what happens when you can't run it that well. You can't, you don't have great receivers. And mostly the offensive line is an issue. You know, Matt LaFleur, their head coach, said it a few weeks ago. He, and I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach say this. He said, well, you know what? If you don't block better, schemes don't matter. If you don't block better, you can't function on offense. And that's what happens a lot of times when you're playing different guys and you're moving guys in and out. You don't have any continuity there. 
And we see a bunch of teams, Jody, that are affected by that in the league. The Rams, a perfect example, playing the Cardinals this week, another example of teams that have just been decimated on the offensive line. And people love to talk about, oh, the quarterback's regressing. It's the play caller. Well, it's tough to call plays when you're, when you're dealing with different offensive lines almost every week. Oh, and by the way, the Eagles, we talked about being healthy. They've had one player miss one game on the offensive line the entire season. And that's a big factor in what they're able to do consistently on offense. All right. Speaking of offensive linemen, maybe the most talked about offensive lineman this week is a guy who played in the NFL, hasn't played recently. You catch him on ESPN. Now you're going to catch him on the Colts <laughs> sidelines. That's Jeff Saturday, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Wright gets hired and their owner, Mr. Ursay, decides to reach into Colts history and hire someone who was exactly no coaching experience to take over an NFL team mid-season. A lot of people with a lot of strong opinions about the hiring of Jeff Saturday. What was yours? Well, my first reaction was right on the bandwagon with everybody. And you say it's an affront to other coaches and all those things. But I will say this. So I always, I always like to kind of look at things sometimes, Jody, in a little different way than most people do. And this is an interim coach. He didn't hire Jeff Saturday to be his permanent coach. The hardest thing, of co- now I think he was crazy for firing Frank Reich, but that's another story for another day. But the point is, when you do that during a season, then you, your only choice is to, usually is to pick someone from the staff who has another job, and an important, usually an important job, whether it's a position, whether it's a coordinator, whatever it is. Now you're asking that guy to do other stuff on top of it. And that's a tough ask for anybody, and it's a no-win proposition. So here, here's a guy you just say, hey, let everybody else coach. Let them do their thing. You just come in and put your stamp on it. You're, over, you're overseeing everybody. Just tell everybody, hey, here's what I expect out of everybody, and just go out there and play football. And so I think on some levels, you can, you can say that it makes a little bit of sense, even though the, the initial reaction is it's insane uh, to, do, you know, to do something like that. And so, But, again, he's not going to be calling X's and O's. He's not going to be changing playbooks. And, and all those things. He's just the overseer of the staff and of the players. And, and you know, and I, I think sometimes more teams need to look at guys, not necessarily guys who have never coached, but at least guys that aren't in those, come out of those usual areas. Like, oh, he's the, they're a good, that's a good coordinator. Let's make him a head, a, you know, a head coach. So it's going to be very intriguing to see how this plays out. But I don't think in some ways it's as, it's as crazy as people are making it out to be. Fair enough. You and I are of the same accord there. I, I thought that uh, I think there are a lot of ways you can take shots at Ursay. This wasn't at the top of my list. Uh, it's not as outrageous as some people made it out to be. I do want to get your thoughts on one other team that I've been pretty excited about. I thought they were going to have a good year. I thought their quarterback was going to have a breakout season. And uh, both of those things are moving in that direction right now. And that's the Dolphins at 6-3. and three. Now uh, breathing down the Bills' neck with a win over them. We've got one undefeated team. That would be the Eagles. But we've got two undefeated quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. And Tua Tungavaloa, who has not lost when he started the game for the Dolphins this year, are the Dolphins for real? I, I think I think they are. And you know what they did aside, obviously that was a huge question coming into the season of how you know Tua was going to do, and he did play pretty well at times last year when 
He was healthy. And what, but what they did smartly was surround him with a lot better talent. And, and they've added Tyreek Hill, obviously, who's on pace, you know, to break NFL records for, for receiving yards. And they had Jalen Waddle. They've made the running game better. And so and they already had a pretty good defensive team that was already there when the new coach, Mike McDaniel, uh, took over. And so Tua has done everything that anybody could have expected. And I know he's, he's, he's made a lot of, I think he's opened up a lot of eyes in Miami because there are people saying, oh, he's never going to be that good. He's not this, he's not that. And, but again, it, you know, it just shows that no matter who the quarterback is, you better put a good team around him if you expect there to be any level of success. And that's what they've done. Still a whole bunch of games to go. So they've got to be able to keep it up. But they've also been, uh, you know, a pretty a relatively healthy team. And it's, it's showing on the field on a consistent basis. And when you start re- reeling off some wins, everybody gets confident. Everybody's feeling good about themselves. And that can go a long way in a very difficult league to win games. I I do want to get your take on this because uh, you and I both been following the league for a long time. And I give the NFL credit because they continually reacted to and kept pushing back the trade deadline. I remember when it was like week three and no trades were made because people didn't believe you could plug a guy in and get him ready. Well, now they're plugging him in later. Guys like TJ Hawkinson jumping right in, caught every ball thrown his way last week. McCaffrey running one, scores, throwing one, catching one. It's become a little bit more of a plug-and-play league. Will the NFL react and push it back even later in the year, next year, to build up more uh, excitement and or uh, enthusiasm for a trade deadline? I think there's certainly a possibility. I, I, I would still have concern if you push it back too late. You know, another two weeks to after week 10, you, you can make a case for. I've heard some suggest to week 12. You know, there, if that happens, you've only got five, five games left. And even though there are times when a guy you can just plug him in and everything's okay. But, you know, a running back is one of the easiest guys to plug in. Uh, you know, the tight, some other guys, I mean, obviously you're not putting the whole playbook that was installed in summer in for a game anyway. And so you're putting in things uh, just enough for, you know, the player to make, you know, a good, you know, uh, you know, a good adjustment. But if you do it too late, then I, I think it might, slow down some of the trades or at least maybe later there still could be trades but maybe they'll be done earlier because i think there will be teams that would be a little you know a little lukewarm about bringing a guy in for the last five games and think that they're going to be able to make a quick you know you know you know quick productivity so we'll see it's interesting i i think there is a good chance though that it could be moved later but i don't think it'll be you know you know pushed too far because they still want to have a good number of those trades occur Understood. All right. Last thing. I'm on the air till two o'clock Eastern. So I bemoan every time there's a game in Europe that starts at nine thirty. I got to get up and watch the game with coffee as I'm wiping sleep from my eyes. Then I think about you guys on the West Coast who are getting up at six thirty to watch this foolishness from Germany. Or are you or you got the DVR already said? How do you handle six thirty a.m. starts? Well, I'm, I'm usually up pretty early on Sunday anyway. And here in Arizona, by the way, we don't, we don't change our clocks. And so right now, we're on mountain time instead oh, of Pacific, okay. which we yeah, were right. until last weekend. So now this game is starting at 7.30 local That's time. That's not bad. Instead of 6.30. No, it's, it, it's not too bad at all. So I, I, I kind of, you know, it's not every week, obviously. Who knows? Maybe we'll start seeing more and more of it uh, every week. But it's, 
you know, I, I didn't set the DVR to the earlier ones, you know, I, but I, I'm usually up pretty early. So if I miss a little bit of the first quarter, you know, so be it. But I think, I think it's kind of cool to have a game in that window where there's no other games going on at the same time. And it should be a good one between the Seahawks and the Buccaneers tomorrow. We'll both be up early watching it. Howard, I appreciate you staying up late. Well, at least for me, not so as much for you. But thank you much for hopping in with us tonight and lending the insight. My pleasure, Jody. Anytime. Take care. You can read him at gophoenix.com. That's go, P-H-N-X.com. And catch him on Sirius XM's NFL Radio, his Hall of Fame show. Mr. Howard Balzer here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack coming back, reopening the phones. Get aboard with me now, 855-212-4227. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 